Power Pistol Whip. And I am Hatter of the Waste. This is Wasteland Talk. We like to discuss everything post-apocalypse and everything about Wasteland while drinking, sharing tips to the newcomers. Huzzah! Huzzah! Where is everyone? Hey survivors, makeshift back with another edition of our most popular series, and it could be our only series so far, called Wastelander Stories, where myself and three fellow survivors regale you with tales from the wastes. This episode is gonna be special because all my guests tonight are proprietors of Wasteland City saloons, bomb-dropping bars, and pestilence-filled pubs. And they're here to tell you stories that start like this. So, this Wastelander walks into a bar. And I realized just now I probably should have written a joke to finish that. But let's move on. So, we've got stories coming at you that'll make you remember the before times, and the drinks we're serving tonight are guaranteed to be hangover-free. My first guest this episode is co-leader of Schofield's Drifters, acquirer and dealer of Arcane Tech, and occasional protection and retrieval services for hire. He is Doc Schofield. Hi, Doc. Hey there. How you doing, Makeshift? Not too bad. Now, the Drifters have a bar run by a guy named Sutler. Right. And you've got a wheel that helps patrons decide on a drink. Can you tell me where that idea came from? So this was Sutler's idea. This I have to give full credit to him. And his idea is that he travels the waste all year long visiting nomads, crazy people out in the middle of the desert, and trying to get whatever elixirs he can find. He has no idea what they are. And all he knows is how they describe them. They will describe them in terms of emotions. They'll say, whatever this is, this tastes like love. This tastes like passion. This tastes like anger. So he scours the wastes to find all these, brings them back, and then offers them at our bar. And the way that he does that is we have a sign put up there. It has 12 emotions. People are allowed to order any combination they want. And so you can order things like joyful regret or uh, psychedelic bravery. Again, he has all, all these 12 combinations. Nobody knows what these are. All right. Sutler actually does know what they are because he wants to make sure that they're safe and drinkable. But he's the only one. The rest of us, all we know are the emotions. And his his conceit is that he's found these elixirs throughout the uh the waste and he procures them for for the bar so that is what cariosa memoria the name of the bar is cariosa memoria means corrupted memories so we think that's appropriate for what you're drinking all right so we have corrupted memories at the bar that's so great i i I remember going to the bar i i remember trying the bravery mixed with something because uh, it was Friday night, and I, I needed a little boost, and it was actually great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most of them are incredibly tasty. The one that really gets everybody is the fact that regret, it really does taste like regret. It also happens to be one of the most popular ones that everybody uh, likes to order, so that kind of tells you something about a Wastelander. Fantastic. All right, so my next guest runs, I think, what might be Wasteland's only actual speakeasy. He's the co-founder of the Ghoulcrest Hunting Club, eternal barman, and collector of hunting stories. He's known as Captain T. Stranded. How's it going, Captain? Oh, my God. Hi, guys. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know. Stay in uh, fluid. And you guys are also keepers of very fancy ties. Can you tell me what that's all about? Ooh, uh, that 
goes all the way back to how we brought Ghoulcrest to Wasteland. Because that was a battle in itself. Because, as everybody knows, you're not allowed to have a bar at Wasteland. Right. Do you want a quick synopsis, or do you want the juicy deets on this one? Oh, the quick one. Give me the quick one for now. Okay, quick synopsis. Quick synopsis is, you couldn't bring a bar, but you could share alcohol amongst your people who you came with. So, if you want to share alcohol with others, you make them part of your group or tribe, as what they're called at Wasteland. So, the ties... Once somebody earned their tie, they were then allowed to join the Ghoul Crest and therefore were allowed to partake in libations. And that's how we started what became known as the Ghoul Crest method. So that's the purpose of the ties. So we don't go to jail. We do the, we do the exact same thing. We have a token that we give to our uh, friends and, and, and associates to do, to, uh, accomplish the exact same. And so that we are only serving alcohol to our friends, the people that we know. So yeah, we, we have tokens that we hand out to people to make sure that it's all legit. That's great. And so where do you just want to acquire so many ties? Were you like hitting up every single thrift store in town? Every thrift store. I mean, people brought us boxes of ties that they collected because we gutted all of our local thrift stores. <laughs> God, I think we've given out close to three to 400 ties at this point. So it's, yeah, it's easily it became difficult, but now we have too many. Now we have piles of ties. So now it's just like, I got to find time to put a stencil on them. <laughs> and finally, my last guest is my very own Wasteland City neighbor. She's the co-tribe lead of the Dauntless Express, Sand Island of Misfit Toys. She's the mistress, she's the mistress of Snark, defender of the community pickle jar. She is the lady of Dauntless Express. Hi, lady. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Hi, neighbor. <laughs> you volunteered back several years ago to take on the event board wall. Can you give everyone a little warning about volunteering too much? Yeah. So, well, we, we started with um, <clears throat> the tribe events and the tribe mission wall. And I think we started that back in 2014, I want to say. And then, and then Adam and Jared's like, you know, what would really look good over there is the official events too. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's a great idea. That, let's add 20 more feet. So then the, the little wall became a medium-sized wall, and then the medium-sized wall became a really big wall. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a whole thing. We have the unofficial stuff and mayhem and adventures um on our wall of fun and then we have the official events um also good times and and then we kept going and <laughs> and adam said you know what would really be cool is a, is a post-apocalyptic western saloon and cowboys said that's a great idea and and now we have Oh, we have 80 feet of Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, the service that you guys provide for Wasteland City is absolutely incredible. I know I just watch all day as people funnel their way over to the wall. Not only do they get a full rundown of that of today's events, they also have all the tribe missions. And you guys hand paint um, a map every year. Is that true? So I have to give a shout out to Skunk from the F-Bombs, formerly of the White Crows. <laughs> Uh, so Eric, um, artist extraordinaire stepped up, gosh, he's probably been doing this four or five years for us now. 
and and somehow we cobbled together giant pieces of canvas, virgin canvas for him every year. And he waits until the Adam and Jared post the official layout. And then he, he puts everybody's all of the wasteland city tribes on there. He'll put your pan paint, the logo, same thing with, you know, the den and I mean everybody out there. He puts in an amazing amount of work. So we love you, Eric. Thank you. And those maps are beautiful. And he takes, he does ads for bribes. So it's all that space around the edge of the map. Uh-huh. So people bring him bribes and grease his palms. And he's like, come to Coolcrest, dance on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, guys, now that we've introduced everybody, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for playing along tonight. Of Yay. Course. Very excited to be here. Awesome. Well, let's start out. Everyone dreams about taking the house down. But I think Doc's going to tell you a story that proves that the house does truly always win. Have at it, Doc. Well, it does help. This story actually did not take place at Wasteland. It took place at another event put on by a bunch of Wastelanders up in Northern California that uh, give a shout out to Karen Hunsucker and Sabotage Garage. They're a wonderful place and, and, and it's a wonderful event. So we set the bar up there. And Sutler wasn't able to make it, so Digits and I, Digits is the other co-founder of Schofield's Drifter, and I were running the bar. And we had everything all set up there. We're running the bar. Everything's going great. And she pulls out a deck of homemade cards and starts going over the rules for playing Texas Hold'em. And so we're playing a, couple, a little bit of Texas Hold'em, just kind of uh, messing around. And... To be honest, neither one of us remembered the rules too well, but uh, we decided to play it off. And so we're and, and so we're kind of struggling through that stuff there. And up walks a gentleman by the name, wasteland name of Toolbox, who is one of the brewers from out in the uh, theme zone uh, who was coming to the event. And he comes up and he sees us up there and he says, all right, I'll play some Texas Hold'em with you. And I had the most impossible run of good good luck that I've ever had playing cards. So this whole time I'm going through, and we're struggling around trying to remember when do you burn the cards? Uh, you know, how, how do you go through? What's what, what's the big line, the little line, all 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 the, all the different rules of, of Texas Hold'em? Getting through it, but kind of muddling. He comes up there, we do that, and so all right, fine, we go there. So I shuffle and I start dealing, and. I take all of his uh, all of his caps. Now again, caps are the are are the, are ne the negotiable currency at Wasteland. So I take all of the LCC caps with the the Last Chance Saloon caps, which are used for uh, gambling in the Last Chance Saloon and doing uh, purchasing of auction items at the end of Wasteland. So these are really valuable. I clean them out of yeah. those. We keep going on. LCC. We keep going on. And so then uh, he starts throwing down his own personal possessions. End of the story on this case is we play about six hands. I clean him completely out. He's down to his last thing. I think his last thing was a pocket knife. And we play this last hand. And, I, and he thinks he's sure to win. And I smoke him. And he's completely devastated. His friend, uh, Four String, comes up to try to offer him more stuff. I took several uh, items out of Four String. Four String bails out. He can see this is a losing proposition. We ended up playing about eight hands, and I took every last cap possession this guy had. <laughs> and he was just, he was convinced that I had completely conned him that I was a I, I, I was a card shark. And of course I played it up because what a, you know, you're you're the owner of a bar. What do you do? You don't admit that you don't know what you're doing. So played him up on that. Clean them, clean them completely out. 
ended up giving him back everything except for the LCC caps. Those are valuable. I kept those, but I, <laughs> but I did give him back everything else that he had. And uh, he went away again, absolutely convinced up until he sees this, uh, this video that I was a card shark and had completely cleaned him out. <laughs> That's fantastic. What other, there's a lot of table games that get played at Wasteland. I think it's so cool. I know that the Baron likes to challenge people to Mancala. Yeah, he's a big Mancala guy. I know that there's a bunch of people that play. What's the card game from Fallout? Who remembers? Caravan. Caravan. caravan yes. Yeah. A lot of people mm. play Caravan. That's a very complicated game. I couldn't even get it like in Fallout. It took about four or five playthroughs for to get the hang of it. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> What other games have you guys seen played out there? Of course, Liar's Dice. We play a lot of Giant Jenga and then Flaming Giant Jenga. <laughs> I know they're playing Russian Roulette upstairs. Right now? Right. <laughs> 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 that reminded me of um, the Juggers tried to create a gold currency, I think in 2019. Um, and the the... The Juggers and the Dukes of the Nuke are not on good terms right now. <laughs> oh, no. We got left no. high and dry in some kind of a battle along the way. I forget no. all the details. Uh. Uh, War Chief Grimm is actually going to – he actually just told it a couple weeks ago on um, on the podcast. But I, I determined to possess all of the Jugger gold I could find. And so – I, I took as much as I could from them because they were kind of giving it away freely. And then any chance I got, I was bartering for gold. So I was just, I bought out the bank. I bought out other tribes. I won some somewhere and I just handed it all to the war chief and said, here, you are now the richest jugger. <laughs> nice. Nice. So you know that Chief Elliot is, uh, he's doing a trade where he's he's bringing uh, silver this year and he'll, he'll actually trade your uh, gold for uh, one gold for 10 silver. So he's actually um, bringing some new currency. Oh, nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's really hard to create a currency at Wasteland because the caps are so prominent, right? Mm. And most of them are kind of created as as jokes, like the Baron Bucks or the Coyote Canyon dollars. He came in and and automatically started with them being worth almost nothing. The bills were already printed at like 100,000 Coyote Canyon dollars, right? <laughs> right. Which was kind of funny. It was, you know, he knew that they weren't going to be worth anything. So that's what he made them. But the uh, the, the LCC will accept them for uh, for gambling. And so they're, they're, they actually do have some value now. It really is fascinating how that's coming about. You know, there's also a Bank of the West out in the theme zone that posts exchange rates. And they'll, they'll exchange currency for you. Oh, really? Fancy. Nice. I remember the bank being a guy that walked around on stilts. I haven't seen a physical bank yet. Yeah, they did, they did have one last year. Yeah, and they, and 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 he, and he had the the exchange rates posted in, in in front of the camp. Oh, that's fantastic! I remember Baron was really pissed off that his value was really low. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kind of did it to himself yeah. though. Oh, <laughs> we love you, Baron. Speaking of money and dollars, in the wastes, bartering is the capitalism of choice. And the captain is going to tell you a story that puts the bar in barter. Have at it, Captain. Oh, my God. So this one takes place, I think, oh, well, actually, the most recent one, actually. So it was 2019, uh, Wasteland Weekend. And uh, I'm not certain if uh, there's a gentleman, I believe he's part of the casino, called Wasteland Hef. And uh, a dapper little fellow that he is. But he walks around in a velvet uh, coat, and uh, actually, he's done some work for us in the past. Uh, I think he printed up some of the badges for the 77, some other items. And uh, I've known the guy for a long time. I didn't know that he didn't have his tie. 
I assume that he had gotten it like years ago because in the blur of running Ghoulcrest, you don't know. Everybody's like, oh, don't you remember my story? No. No. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I don't remember your story. I was serving five other people at the same time. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, you play the whole like, oh, of course. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was about that thing, right? And then yeah. you wait for them to bait you so that you can continue with the conversation. That was exactly. the best story ever. Oh, my God. You know, I'm just so happy you know, that you told me that story that you're talking about. Anyway. So uh, I didn't realize that Hef didn't have a tie. So uh, last night of Wasteland 2019, which is the, by the way, it's so Saturday night party night. Um, that thing goes full tilt. I mean, well, we open about dusk and go to about dawn. So I think this thing took place probably around three, two or three in the morning. And uh, we're going full tilt, about 250 people in the place. <laughs> and uh, I took a break from the bar. I had Moth Theater actually... Uh, substitute bartending for me because I needed to get out. So I go upstairs and I'm leaning against the handrail upstairs in the upstairs uh, lounge. And uh, I'm looking over the front because you can look down into the entrance of where people are coming. And I'm just watching from there. And uh, I look over and Hef is standing right next to me. I'm like, hey, how are you doing, man? You know, long, long time to see how you've been. And I chit-chatting away. And uh, a girl comes up to the door, our big vault door out front. And uh, naturally, you know, uh, corporal punishment you know, greets her at the door like that. And she's like, okay, well, show me your tie because you have to have your tie to get into, uh, you know, the ghoul crest. And she's like, oh, I, I don't have my tie like that. She's like, well, what do you mean you don't have your tie? Well, I, I, I traded it. And oh. she's like, you did. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So, so, yeah. So, so Corporal's like, let me get the book real quick. So, I see the door slam. We're upstairs looking down over the top of this thing, watching from above. And I'm uh, just watching that. And uh, the corporal runs back, runs out. She has the book with all the names in it because we have a log of all the people who've ever, you know, gotten their tie. They've signed the book. So she's like, what's your name? And she's thumbing through it, you know, real quick like that, going through the whole thing. And uh, finds her name like that and rips the page out. Tears it, crumbles it up, and throws it away in front of her like that. And she's like, nobody trades a cool Chris time. Oh and with that, gosh. Hef right next to me leans into me like that. He's like, you mean this time? Uh, I'm like, no way. No uh, way. I'm like, dude. I'm like, how? He was guest bartending at the Radstag, and they had their barter night where you trade for a drink. So... Naturally, somebody comes in there. Uh, caps are the currency of Wasteland, in case you didn't know. So people make their own caps, which are very cool and very nice and like that. But they're essentially valueless. Anyway, but uh, people try to trade their cap. You know, they're just a nice token gesture. Hey, you met me. Here's a cap, you know. But they'll try to trade their cap for a drink. And Hef was bartending. And so this was barter night. So she tries to trade a... She comes in. She tries to trade a cap like that. And usually if you trade your cap, you get like the shot of, say, like, Firewine or some other garbage. I think uh, Malort, they were also serving to people who gave <laughs> the you barrel. their personal cap. So Very word nice. of warning. Word of warning. So he's like, no, what else have you got like that? So she's like, well, I have these uh, trinkets and tokens like that. He's like, nah. He's like, what else? She's like, oh, well, I, I have this tie that I got a couple of years ago. And he's like, mm, okay, tie. And he notices that it has the logo <laughs> on it. And he's like, you know what? I think that'll do. That'll do. So he just slides the tie back across the bar to himself like that, serves her whatever garbage, puts it on instantly. And as soon as the Radstag closed that night, 
he decided to saunter over and uh, come right through the doors of uh, oh my gosh. with his. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. So we're staying up top now, and he tells me this real quick synopsis. Actually, Bill Brown was standing right next to me. This was like going to be his last wasteland, so he's like savoring. His eyes are like saucers. Uh, those who don't know, Bill Brown is old school wastelander, so it was kind of a special moment. But uh, his eyes are as big as saucers. He's like, oh my god, this is happening. He was a former Big C member. Yeah, yeah. So we run downstairs. So the corporal slams the door on this person's face. We run downstairs to like give her the good news. And she's angry, like legitimately angry. Like, I can't believe it. She's like, she's like Captain, Captain, you won't believe what this person did. They traded their time. And we're like, Corporal, 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 Corporal. And like, she's not hearing us at all. She's she's dead intent on this. Like, <laughs> has to tell us about this, this terrible wrong that's been done to us. And goes on and on like how so she traded her tie away and then she tried to come in and this is outrageous and I can't believe, you, you see this piece of paper? I'm gonna go burn this in the ashtray right now. This has her name on it. Oh Lord. And I'm like, Corporal. And she's like, What? And I'm like, You mean that tie? She, her eyes got huge. She's like, Hell, how did you get the tie? So the story was then retold, but that was one of those very uh special wild moments that happens when uh, acquiring ties out there in the wasteland so (laughs) but uh definitely definitely one for the books on last year so the highlight (laughs) highlight yes oh my gosh that's so amazing and just the 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 things that had to line up for that coincidence to happen it was meant to be only at wasteland does stuff like that happen (laughs) so the question is, is did you let her in no no she was kicked to the dirt gone never never seen from again went away crying last night had to go find drinks somewhere else (laughs) <laughs> all right all right need to have the tie it's a sad story here's what i know about the ghoul crest you guys are as strict as it comes when it when it comes down to entry it's true i know there's there's a lot of people that get it turned away from your door it's true. and uh it makes sense because you can only fit so many people and you're such a popular well, it's, destination it's, there god it's hard to like i mean the first year I think we had 30 ties and we gave all those out just kind of barely, just kind of just perfect. Like the last night we gave around the rest of them, you know, the dirty 30 is what they're known of because they were garbage. I I threw them together. The the painting was not good. It didn't last. Most of the original dirty 30 ties, you can't even tell that they're ghoul crest ties. But after that, the popularity, we couldn't really keep up because we were a two man crew for first two to three years two-man crew so and then we were three people then four people but i mean we were serving probably close to 150 to 250 to 300 a night i mean 2017 was insane i think we gave away well they earned excuse me they earned i think we got rid of maybe 140 150 ties in 2017 alone so but yeah i mean at the time i mean we were only 12 feet by like i think 30 feet with an upstairs lounge, you know, and a little bit of patio area. It is tiny. I mean, first year was just a carport. It was little. It was just a carport. So it was like one of those, uh, you know, second year we had it upstairs because stupidly that was one of those like, oh, we just don't have enough room. And like the guy who does all my printing for all like the posters and the signs and stuff like that was like, you guys should build a second story. I'm like, that's a really smart idea. Why don't we do that? <laughs> so that's where See? all that heavy building came from. Yeah. Oh, that was also the 16. That was the year of the big blow that first uh, first day. 
And so that actually, that second story saved the whole club. We were the only thing that was open that first night because everything else got blown down and torn ah, down. I think first night we were packed yes. to the gills because like we turned the yeah. lights on like it's usual. And I went upstairs and looked out the yeah. city and the city was dark. And we're like, oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be real bad. And <laughs> we got crushed. But uh, but it's just kind of expected now. So we're a little bit more strict because it's, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. The W. But after that is when we built hard structure. Yeah. I mean, now I think it's 20 feet by 50 feet. So it's a, it's a barn. But uh, it's still, it's one of those, like, we built it to stop all. It's beautiful like, inside. Yeah. The destruction that was happening. So now we can go upstairs and watch tent races, which is fun. But uh, other than that, though, it's just kind of like one of those. It's, it's too popular. So we got to hide ourselves. Yeah. Otherwise, we're swamped and it's not fun. When, it, when it's not fun, don't do it. Now, I know in 2018, you guys actually went underground and hid up behind. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but you were hidden behind the Skullduggers. Oh, yeah. Uh, you had to yes, go through the Skullduggers VIP room in order to get there. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the year that you guys decided, hey, we're going to we're going to actually check out Wasteland City at night, which you had not Never done prior to that. Never seen it. So, in 2021, when you reopen, uh what's your plan? Are you going to be open the whole time or are you going to take some nights no, off? No, no. 2021, we're probably not going to bring the structure just due to it being an enclosed space and you have to have your mask off and so forth. It's just the how Ghoulcrest works doesn't work in that kind of an environment. So, Probably won't be bring it this year. We will be there because I am definitely not missing it. But I'm definitely not going to probably bring the club until 22. 22 will be back with full force. But yeah, this this is one of those years that we get to actually go check out stuff. Because 18 was the same way. I, I mean, for three years, I'd never seen the city. So th- that was a, that was an experience for sure. So, Captain, just remember that the, the Drifter's Bar is outside. You're exactly. singing our song. Exactly right. So come by. <laughs> yeah, come hang out at our bar too. We don't have a bar. We have a secret bar. Come hang out at our secret bar. Perfect. The best bar. <laughs> Speaking of which, I forgot to ask you guys earlier, what is everybody drinking tonight? I am drinking. Am I drinking? I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking this Chardonnay. <laughs> it looks like the Nightmare Before Christmas has a wine. Oh, it's... It's the Phantom Chardonnay. Very nice. Doc, what about you? I'm drinking an electric an, an, an electric lemonade. Very nice, Captain. What do you got? What's what's your libation this evening? Oh, I'm doing a uh, a Captain's lime right now uh, with gin. So that was good. <laughs> of course. Very Perfect. nice. And uh, I'm actually having a tiki drink. I don't know what this is. Nice. Um, my my lady whipped this up. Hi, I lady. Said, I said I wanted I want a tiki drink tonight because we're going to the bar. And uh, yeah, I think there's some rum in there, some pineapple, some orange looks, juice. That looks, it looks frothy. Uh, it, does, it, it looks it's frothy. It's mostly just the ice, I think. <laughs> I like it. You need a you need an umbrella. But, I know. We need to just have a stock of umbrellas in the house. So, Captain, I have to ask: When are you going to bring back your? Uh, uh, bar tutorials because I absolutely loved those. Oh my goodness, we were just talking about that. Actually, we were just talking about that. So I'm, I'm getting prepped for it like that. As you can tell, my I'm restocking because I I damn near wiped it out. Stock, the, yeah. uh, the weekly captain's cocktail hour, <laughs> but uh, restocking back yeah. up. Uh, it's more just a uh, you can't do it once a week, man. 
Like the, the the hangover every Sunday morning, you know, it's just brutal. So it's practice for a little bit, and then as soon as you stop, it's hard to get back into it. But I've been talking about yeah. it, so so we're definitely. Yeah. I want to get a cocktail book together, and I want to actually start getting because I got all the recipes right here in front of me, all on paper. So I want to like yeah. see if I can like pick out the good ones, and you know, maybe get back with like a highlight special. Nice. nice. There you go. Definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. I've noticed even with uh, the apocalypse post, if I miss a week, I miss a month. That's how it goes. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Uh, there's, it's, it's really tough. It, it, mm. I have to make sure that I'm doing one every week, which is actually why this podcast has been so great because it's a little bit easier, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's recorded in real time. There's not a whole lot of editing I go through, but but yeah, it's it's uh it's really important if you're gonna try to do everything once a week, you cannot miss mm-hmm. one because then yeah yeah you know yeah it just time it, it, all hell breaks it's loose. true anarchy in the streets <laughs> cats and dogs living together speaking of dogs who doc <laughs> look at your little wasteland pup yep Burr. yep uh-huh. this, this is Malik which is Turkish for angel but she's really Aww. Um, and for everyone listening, she, audio she only, what breed is she? <laughs> uh, she is a coonhound mixed, with, we think, with a German Shepherd. We're not really quite sure. She's a bit of a bit of a mess. But yeah, she's just a year old. So yeah, she, she's got a lot of puppy energy. So that's why she get, occasionally pops into the frame. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, I'm going to keep this thing going. Um, as you guys know, every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the end is commonly called the climax. <laughs> And here's Lady to tell you about one in particular. <laughs> I like the I like the setup there. Uh, so the Forlorn Hope Saloon at Wasteland is a is a place where you know uh, for beginnings, for sometimes for passionate endings. We've had we've had weddings. We've had memorials, um, and and one of my my favorite forlorn salope salute. How much of that wine have you had so moments. far? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm fine. It's fine. It's and just fine. to clarify, the forlorn hope is the Dauntless Express Corps bar, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. If you find the forty foot event board wall, event <laughs> board wall. <laughs> and map is is right is right you're there so right, right on main street. street yeah so it, yeah because dukes are our neighbors on the one side and the wcc and legio are our neighbors on the back side is it it's good prime real estate so one evening as i'm 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 making the rounds um from our bar to 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 our saloon um I heard the, we have DJs usually during the event and some awesome volunteer wasteland DJs that, you know, come in and play music for the stompy boot people and make everybody dance. Super good time. Well, the music goes and just stops. And I look over and I can see that this, this quiet circular crowd has assembled around the dance floor. And I'm like, what is happening? So I tippy toe over there and, push my way through the crowd and in the middle of this hushed reverent circle. Hold on real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you for just a moment. As you're approaching this circle, what are you thinking? Cause I'd imagine, Oh shit, someone got hurt, right? 
Well, no. I mean, it's wasteland. So the last time I saw a quiet hush circle, it was another dear friend of mine who had his pants down around his knees and was seeing how hard he could swing his balls in a circle. (laughs) And everybody was like really into it. So it could be anything, right? Wait, you're just you're you're ready for yeah. You're prepared for okay. anything. Anything. All right. So you squeeze anything. it on through. So I so I'm squeezing on through, you know, expecting right. I'm prepared for anything. I thought, and I look down there, and one of my one of my oldest and dearest friends has fallen into wasteland love on our <laughs> dance floor with another beautiful young woman. And and she is declaring her undying wasteland love in a very serious and beautiful oral tradition. <laughs> you mean they were they were making out right there? There was there was oral lovings, oral admiration, oral oral pleasure. Why can carnal, we say can we say that on ling- the car, car, carnal carnal? Who are you calling carnal linguist? Yes. Yes. All of, all of that extra that. Yes. And the best part, I mean, there was no cat calls. There was nothing. Everybody was just, and, and, you know, at the end there was like not a dry eye in the house. Everybody's like, God bless Wasteland. I love, I love the forlorn heart saloon. This is my favorite bar. Yeah. It was it was good it was it was a happy moment. Everybody was happy. They the girls were happy. We were happy. Was... So was this? Man, I don't I don't know, Captain. We're gonna have to up our game. <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, right. I'm thank here. you. Come again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Come again. Yes. Now, uh, okay. Yeah, that's what the upstairs is for. Nice. (laughs) Um, You make it almost sound like this was a bit of performance art, lady. It was. It was. I mean, look, what's not to? I mean, so much beauty and and artistry in 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 two women in enjoying. the curves and and softness of each other's bodies in a way that they wanted to share with all of us. I mean, they were happy. We were happy. Everybody <laughs> was happy. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Um. It was Im- impromptu performance art. Yes, that's what we'll call it. Yes. Beautiful. Now I probably passed by the Forlorn Hope more than any spot in Wasteland because it's again you're we're neighbors. It's, the, it's we're neighbors and we're neighbors. You know, you're you're on my commute to the it's command true. center. We we share we share Porto Alley. That is true. <laughs> but um, but I gotta say every time I look in the door or through at the window. There's something new happening in there. Sometimes it is shoulder to shoulder crowded. I've seen um, shadow puppetry, uh, very very saucy. Uncle Foster's saucy shadow play theater. <laughs> and then what what I think are some of the most magical times is when there's a DJ playing and there is only like a couple people in there, but they are getting down like it's their own <laughs> private club. It's magical. <laughs> One of my one of my other favorite moments and one of the rare times that Cowboy and I actually didn't got to get out and go walk about and and, and ex- explore the other the other wilds of the wasteland. And we and we come back and we're walking through the main gates and we hear this 
chanting chairs, 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 chairs. And it's coming from our bar. And we're like, what? What is these chairs you speak of? And we we walk in and the whole dance floor has gathered all of the, the chairs from the the card tables and assembled them on the dance floor in a big circle. And they're drunkenly standing on the chairs and dance hopping from chair, (laughs) chair to chair, go chairs, 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 chairs. And the DJ is going chairs, chairs, I guess chairs. (laughs) And so, yeah, we were like, do we be responsible, tell them to get down because they're going to hurt themselves or break something, or do we give them more chairs? We, we gave them more chairs. Yeah, yeah. It was of course. All the, all the obviously, obviously, all the chairs. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when people are chanting something, you must deliver. Yeah, uh, you have to deliver. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so... Yeah, we've had we've had war talks in there. We've had peace talks in there. We've had attempted assassinations, kidnappings after the wedding. So you know you gotta you gotta be you gotta be prepared for little this and a little that. Just open to anything at Wasteland. I love it. All right, so I'm gonna swing this back around because Captain, I know you've got another story, and uh, you were hosting an anniversary dinner. Uh, when you got interrupted red wedding style. <laughs> can you tell us, can you tell us about uh, how that all went down? Oh man. Oh man. That one, that was, that was, oh my God. So this, this one started though, like three months beforehand because uh, boss cap uh, now it's a, uh, it's not longer, no longer boss cap. It's uh, oh, he's it's, a good friend not, of ours. Retired cap no. or, What's his uh, his new handle? Shoot, I don't know. No, his new handle. He changed his name because he's no longer in charge of that's the right. Studio. But at the time, though, he was top dog and known as Boss Cap. Him and uh, his lovely wife Amazon. Uh, he had reached out to us to have a anniversary dinner on our upstairs patio, and so uh, we're like, well, yeah, of course, you know. I mean, this was we'd only been going for two years at the time, you know. So we're like, oh wow, we're so, so honored. Oh boy. <laughs> so naturally, I go, I go overboard, um, and uh, I r- recruit and hire uh, Judas and Hippo of the uh, CCB. Uh, so they are the what we call wasteland chefs, I guess. The kind of kind of renowned renowned wasteland chefs. They do like a yeah. whole pig roast and the whole thing. So you know, I reached out to them. I'm like, hey, uh, Boss Cap and Amazon want to have their anniversary dinner in our upstairs parlor. And so they're like, oh no, that sounds fantastic. Well, what do you want to serve? So I asked Boss. I'm like, hey, well. Well, what were you thinking about having, you know, for your anniversary dinner? He's like, ceviche and I think it was like weenie beanies or something. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. So anyway, I'm like, Judas, how far can we go this in in the desert? And he's like, well, we can go all the way. I'm like, all right, well, let's go all the way. Um I'll, I'll, I'll fund it because this is those once in a lifetime things where it's like the story will be told. So uh, there were two wait staff. I believe one was the uh, bartender for the casino. Um, I've 
sadly I've forgotten his name, and another young lady. And they sabered champagne. Uh, I believe there was a salad with caviar, followed by frogois, um, with I think it was top sirloin <laughs> steak. And uh, yeah, it just it kept oh, yeah. on doing truffles. And it yeah, it, it went full tilt. There was about six to seven courses served at this thing. However. So we're downstairs because this is all of them running around, cooking in the back, running through the ghoul crest, going up the stairs, serving them, taking the plates. The whole the whole thing was very nice. under candlelight dinner. We closed the club down because usually we open it about seven at night and go to about five in the morning. And so we closed the club down and this was like nine o'clock, I believe. So usually about the time where we're starting to really pick up the momentum. So people are coming by and like the whole front end is darked out and just the upstairs is lit up where they're having their dinner. So people are like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, oh, we're having an anniversary dinner. You know, come back here probably about midnight and we'll be up and rolling. So they dip out. And with that, I'm standing on the side of the club, kind of like trying to watch, but not like be obvious because I'm like, this is amazing. I, I see them savor the champagne. I'm like, that, is, that was awesome. So. I'm watching and I just, my glance just turns down the street and here comes Legio in full force. Oh no. All decked out their banners, the whole shoot match in formation (laughs) coming down the street and right into the patio area. I don't do confrontation. (laughs) (laughs) So instantly I turn to major impact. And I'm like, deal with that. <laughs> he's like, I got this. So he runs, he jumps the picket fence, goes into the patio area and like, gentlemen, uh, I appreciate you guys wanting to have fun, but take your fun. Get out. All of a sudden, like all, 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 all arrogance. Exactly. All arrogance gone. We're, we're here to uh, invade the ghoul crest. He's like, I got no calls. You guys gave no forward warning. <laughs> and so they're milling about in the street in front of it. And I mean, uh, milk carton kids were across the street heckling. Uh, got, I don't know. Oh, the uh, the knife throwers. Um, Liam oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, their name escapes me like that. They're at the other corner. They're heckling from over there. Legion turns. They go down the street next to us, farther out into Wasteland City. Uh, no, into, uh, into the camping areas, and they realize they're going off into the middle of nowhere, so they stop, about face, turn back around, go back down the street, <laughs> and uh, at the same time, I get a call from upstairs. Um, they're like, uh, Captain, is everything all right? Being handled. Being handled. <laughs> and uh, they eventually just dispersed out like that, but I believe that was one of the nights that Mongo of the uh, Dukes of the Nuke was also going to try and come in and get his tie and has since harassed me for the next two years. But yeah, that one... That one went down in history. <laughs> That's amazing. Mongo did uh, make it in in 2019. He came in on my VIP card and was very excited about that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good. Good. Um, did you mention that Legio is like a, they're like a fallout tribe. That's Kaisar's legion. Um, these guys, they do the walk, like a very militant walk. I think they even do like a fun run every morning at 8 a.m. or no, something like that. No, it's the reverend, the re- no, yeah. 8 a.m. Yes. It's like 5 a.m. <laughs> the reverie yeah. run, it's the naked light. reverie run, right? Oh my God. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah naked yeah. and the spears twisting in the wind. And About the time they run by, we're like, okay, we should start closing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's truly what they're doing is it's they're true. going they're going and telling the, uh, the city to go to bed. Yeah. 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 They take, yeah. They have to dodge a lot of tomatoes and wasteland diapers as they're running. Like, go away. I'm trying to pass out. Oh my goodness. It took me a lot of, it took me several years to realize that when I went to bed, the people that stayed up after me were not the people who woke up before me the next day. Like I'd always hear like the party continuing as I was going to sleep. And then I, when I woke up, like people were already like doing stuff and I didn't realize that was two different groups of people and that I wasn't just sleeping too much. No. <laughs> See, I, I have to, I, I have to beg to differ with you on that one. Make sure. What's that? You, you had asked me this once before in a previous interview. It's like, you know, how does an old fart like me hang with the young people? And and so my my solution is I'm the last one to go to bed and the first one to get up. And I do that for five days, and then I spend the next week crashing and recovering. <laughs> that's true. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's the way you remember that question. I'm gonna here's the thing. I have this interview in my archives, and I'm gonna put up my real question right now. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so um, how old are you, and what's it like coming out here in the desert with a bunch of young bucks and uh, surviving and playing games? The young bucks kind of keep up. So, uh, as I said, I started doing this four years ago with my partner, and she's now 27, so she was 23 when we started this, and I'm 55. And the real truth of the matter is I do my damn best to make sure that I'm the first one up and the last one down. And it's, it's fun. It's really a great group of people. And that's one of the things I really love about Wasteland is people notice, but they don't care. And you see people out here that are a lot older than I am. You see people that are 18. And it's, it's absolutely just fantastic. So it, you learn limitations, but uh, one of the things that I learned a while ago, people say, how in the hell can you survive in the desert wearing this? Put it on when it's cool in the day, in the morning, and then you just get used to it. So yeah, I, I survive. You were a bit more respectful, but the but the intent was certainly there. Yeah, you're, you're you're not wrong about that because you know sometimes when I'm making my videos, I'm trying to um, let people know that everybody can have a good time. You know, it's a desert event. Obviously, a lot of the yeah. advertising shows young people, and so a lot of people don't realize that um, everybody's welcome. So it's true. Yeah, and there are a lot of people. Uh, I am not. I'm by no means am I the oldest one there. There are <laughs> there are a lot of people of of, of a quite a big rage. No, <laughs> even fossils like us can have fun at Wasteland. I remember we had an old timer come in one time, uh, British, and so he loved the whole theme of the Ghoulcrest, like British themed hunting yep. club. Like yeah. he had flown over from England. To go to Wasteland. So great. And so he came in, told told us all this stuff, just loved the place, loved it. Yeah. He went back, This that was in 17. He passed away in the meantime. Aww. So his family came in 2019 Aww. to oh visit gosh. the Ghoul Crest That's at Wasteland so because great. we talked about it so much. No so way. we were open That's for so like great. a couple hours wow. before we usually open to let his wife and uh, his children come in and uh, enjoy the ghoul crest for what it is. Oh, that my. is so, so that's, that's so awesome. Cool well, that wow. that that's reminds amazing. me, makeshift. You remember when Lance Moore died? Yeah. 
So remember, they had his mom out the following year to Wasteland. Yeah. Same kind, same kind of thing, and and his mom got you know got to to have all of her son Screwless's Wasteland adventures and really get a sense of why this group of people had become so important to her child before he died. And I mean, yeah. I just thought that was as a mom, it just that gets me every time. Yeah, and um, you know, yeah, Lance Lance was a member of um, the Mutant Hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They've had a few losses over the years. Yeah. Um, such a great, but such yeah. a great kid. Yeah. He was and, one uh, of those people that showed up that made you feel like they had always been there. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He was, he was made for yeah. Wasteland and Wasteland was made for him. Yeah. But Wastelanders the, the, are so people, great about, about they are being super inclusive when, when there's a loss, there's, there's just this incredible amount of support and, and welcomeness for, you know, family members that want to come and, I just, I, I love, I love that about our community. You guys are awesome. <laughs> and they really do take care of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that reminds me of a, of a story of, of an event that did ac- actually happen at, uh, at Wasteland in our bar. I remember uh, that one night, uh, Sheriff Ranger, who is the sheriff of Wasteland and is one of the Rust Devils, the bounty hunters, uh, had uh, come by bringing some whiskey to share with us that he would that he was very excited about sharing. So it was it was this was late, probably about two or three o'clock in the morning. A lot of wasteland had, city had had already shut down. He comes over. We're sharing the uh, the whiskey. We're giving him some of the uh, emotion drinks that we have and, and just having a good time. And this young kid walks up to us. Um, maybe he was twenty one. Maybe he was eighteen, nineteen drunk out of his mind could barely stand up straight so he comes in asks me to give him drinks and it's like well you know first of all i don't know you so i'm not going to give you drinks secondly you've obviously had way too much so i'm not going to give you any drinks so talking to him a little bit trying to figure out what's going on sheriff takes him aside talks to him finds out who he is where he's coming from and such takes him back to his camp and gets them all settled down so this poor kid doesn't end up face down in the ground in you know in vomit and other things and it's just he didn't even think twice about it he just went and did that because that was the right thing to do did that took the kid back to the camp got them all settled came back to Schofield's camp we had a few more drinks and then we called it a night but you know that's just an example of what the people of wasteland are like and that's one of the things that really makes all these things so enjoyable and so important having the bars and drinking and having a good time. That's a really big part of it. But having that sense of knowing that there are people who will take care of you and look out for you. That's what really makes it special. Even if they don't know you, even if they don't don't know you. you. Uh, Shout out to Lee of the dust walkers though. That's our, our resident that takes them back to their camp. So there's lots of cool people out there that'll keep an eye on you if you go. So yeah, kind of, you can be relaxed there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's one of the services that the Dukes have been doing since, oh, shoot, 2013 or something like that. Because back then we were the only ones with lights. And so it yep. came to our tribe like flies <laughs> yep. after everything else shut down. Yeah. And it, sometimes they would uh, either be very drunk or fall Pass asleep out. next to our fire. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started doing basically a human delivery service, get you back yep. to your nice. camp yeah. where yep. you'll be safe for the night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what That's do you remember about your campsite? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Are there any rock formations? <laughs> what do they look like? Yeah. Yeah. We always had an ice chest out front, though. Always had waters on hand for anybody walking by. 
one of the things that came about with the drifters is we like to go out and party. We like to go to the Gold Crest and the other, and 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 the Last Chance and other places. So what we tend to do is we tend to close our bar down between about seven and ten or eleven, so we can go out and party, and then we keep the bar open from about midnight till four. And all the security people who are coming off shift in the morning, they hit our place before they before they uh, turn in for the night, or in their case, the morning. So we've really kind of narrowed in on that. Uh, aspect of taking care of our friends that are awake very late into the morning have you guys all been able to do the wasteland bar crawl no we're always one. working <laughs> always working what are you talking about <laughs> like what what is this fun you speak but we hear of all sides yeah. of all right so as somebody who is um constantly doing the wasteland bar crawl i gotta say that it's the people like you that are making the experience of Wasteland just so dynamic and so adventurous. You guys are literally creating those places in a video game where you get to walk in and say, you know, what kind of quirk is happening in here? What is the story? And what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. And I just mm. think that that's so cool. You guys are really just adding so much to the atmosphere. It's it's incredible what you do. I appreciate that, man. Well, thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah, now I feel really I feel really guilty because we're kind of we're kind of in captain's captain's boat here this year at Dauntless. Um, you know, we're not sure if if all the tribe is going to be there this year. And um, Frank, we've got two two flatbeds that we bring um, twenty to thirty thousand pounds worth of steel wow. and and build <laughs> and <Yeah>. decorations and. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. we're just kind of at, uh, we're, we're just we kind of, you know, yeah, the pandemic is, it's, you know, we all, we all missed last year. Wasteland was canceled and, and, um, you know, this year we're just like, look, it's, it's whoever shows up, shows up. We'll have the event board there. The saloon may not make it, but we're going to make the best of it. And, and really, we're just going to be happy that to be together again, all of us, right. As a as our our giant wasteland misfit family, I mean, just you know, every, yeah, and and that's the vibe I'm getting from Adam and Jared. Is look, it doesn't have to be the the greatest, the most perfect, the most epic wasteland ever. We just we just want to get everybody together again and say we 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 survived it, right? And we still love you guys, and we're here. And so if that if that means that, yeah, it's. It's not the biggest and the and the greatest this year, and we all get to play more and work less. It's the reunion. It's the reunion. Right, it's a reunion, reunification. So that's exactly. That's, yeah, that's our theme this year. Yeah, and I think you guys are on the right track where it's, you can be open for mm-hmm. a few days, but make sure you take a day, let your let your camp go dark, and just go out and mm-hmm. explore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As long as it's Adventure. not Saturday night. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, see, you guys are so out, out in, what do they don't call it? Tent city yeah. anymore? Yeah, what, are cool, yeah. what do the cool oh, kids call it? Yeah. Is it yeah, still? Tent city. Still tent city. Tent city. But see, you don't have any rules out in tent city. Are you kidding me? Jerry <laughs> in, in Wasteland there. City. Now Adam's inside the club every night. What do you mean I don't have rules? <laughs> yes, but... But then security comes in at two o three in Wasteland City and starts saying, "Yeah." But the den go the goes until crest. dawn and party. See, <laughs> see, 
<laughs> That's so what I'm they're like, really doing. Security's coming to Dauntless to say, you guys need to close and get over and to Gold Crest. And go over to the Gold Crest. <laughs> we don't yeah. have music. Yeah. No, no we, have DJ, yeah, we, exactly. do, we do have DJs. We're not allowed. Night. Yeah. Like, that, we have neighbors next door who sleep. Yeah. We're that, not allowed joint. So... That's yeah. kind of how we, no, we are allowed. We are that, allowed. That's the same with us. Is, we, we, we don't we, we don't have music for, for the for the exact same reason. We're not allowed to. I mean, Tent City is not allowed talk, to have music, and you can and so. we can stay, and we can stay open loud later. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, so it's wow. just quiet hours. Exactly. So the more you know. Well, I mean, yeah. we're we're a social lounge. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of being in the Ghoulcrest is to talk to other people and tell stories. You can't do that with social DJ. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So that's it. Works to our benefit. It is a great space. Yeah. And I think we can probably push back those um, those quiet hours by creating a bar owners association. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can we just and- can we swap nights? <laughs> like you stay open till two tonight. I'll stay open till two on Saturday. Yeah. There you go. Or wait a minute, six. I'm not, not, not handling two. your Sorry. capacity. Six. You out of your mind? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's share, sharing is caring. What's that thing burning now? out there and sharing is caring it'll be great it'll be great yes it'll be fine they make an ointment for that <laughs> yeah it blows oh in every God. afternoon <laughs> it's true that's oh. true <laughs> all right well guys thank you so much for joining me tonight to tell us stories from your bars it was a great pleasure we miss you guys that's this is this is a little slice of home and we are absolutely counting the days until we can all be together to give each other hell and a hearty, hearty wasteland salute again. So yes. thank you. Absolutely. Well, guys, I know you have a lot of building to do in the office. Yes. <laughs> Don't. Yes. yes. So, so much. <laughs> so get to it because we had a big festival coming up this year. I don't know how many people are going to be there, but I'll tell you this. Everyone that is going to be there is going to be off the wall. Yep. Seriously. Yep. Ride or die. Ride or die. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see you guys in person and and give you a salute from six feet away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we love you. Make sure. A hearty huzzah to you. All right. Thanks a lot for the invite and the conversation. Absolutely. All right, Survivors, this has been another episode of Wastelander Stories. This one called So This Wastelander Walks Into a Bar. <laughs> I'm your host, Makeshift. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. And if you hated it, send it to your enemies in a shot topped with 151, lit on fire, and then promptly tossed against a wall. <laughs> Not our wall. <laughs> These just keep getting worse every time I tell them. <laughs> All right, survivors. Uh, cheers. See you next time. Stay Sunshine. alive. Stay alive. Bye. Bye. That was fun. Day, day, day.